0: Happy Decaf Thursday. It's, uh, Mark, it's like basically Pork Report Eve. Like, I know we still have a few days, but it, it, it feels like, like I'm just buzzing. I'm trying to get things on the website. You're editing. It is, it is like Pork Report Eve.
1: Yeah. It's very, it, it's a, it's a lot of stress for the big, big event. It's like, yeah, it's like we're getting a Christmas present, trying to wrap them all right now. It's taking a while and it's frustrating, but once it comes out, it's all worth it. So yes, yeah, so we're, we're, this is a lot of, a. Uh, a lot going on, but it's a great, great report. Lauren killed the design as always. So we're very excited for this to come out on um, Wednesday.
0: I know I've been teasing it a little bit at certain events. And so I'll tease it a little bit here. Um, We have put together 12 recipes for some insane government abuse of taxpayer money. And it's actually, when I got the final, well, close to final version back the other day, Mark called me and we were talking through it. And I was actually laughing out loud. Like some of them are so, it, it's some of our team's best work because we got to be really creative with, uh, other than Justin's Mayorberry Mad Libs a few years ago.
1: <laughs> this, I forgot about that.
0: This is some of the best stuff we've done.
1: yeah it's good and and honestly we have i mean we have great staff that wrote it it was um jordan jason justin and me who wrote it and then you did some editing but also like i think we need to give so much credit to lauren who like came up with this whole idea for a recipe book and like because we have a christmas it's a christmas recipe book and it's just really really cool and i mean we're very very excited for we put a lot of time into it this is one of our i mean it's our most famous annual report and it's kind of something that will offend everyone, but everyone will like entries in. It doesn't matter your political stuff. I mean, right. we hammered mayors, we hammered, you know, liberal city councils, we had hammered, you know, conservative governor and legislatures. I mean, there's, there's something for everyone in there. And it's just, we don't, we don't play politics when it comes to government waste. There's a lot of waste on both sides and we made sure to, to show it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's no secret that we had people vote on the top three that we thought were the worst pork for pork of the year. And the mega site was in there. And I had somebody asking me the other day, I can't believe you guys were, were trashing the mega site. I can't believe you put that in the pork report. That's going to create jobs. And, and our whole thing is we don't, care if it wastes that much money then it needs to have some attention drawn to it if, if that much taxpayer money was spent trying to even get someone there in the first place like this is one of the biggest cases of pork year after year after year
1: yeah and of course we do care to create jobs but the thing is, it would have created jobs if we didn't get them any taxpayer money That's Still, what I mean. I mean, yeah there's yeah there's so, yeah, so few sites and i mean it's a again it's a hard one because a lot of people and our our Things are not always popular, right? We don't do things because they're popular and everyone agrees on it. We do things like we this is our you know fundamental thing of what we believe is right or not. Yeah. Um, and you know, liberals hate some of them. Conservatives might hate some of them. There's a lot of people in the middle who probably like all of them because it's at least we're consistent on both sides. But it's it's a tongue-in-cheek, fun report. We're sarcastic. Um, yes. we're we're fun. And I think the pork of the year will actually surprise some people um, because it it was my vote. Um, but my I think. I think it will really surprise some people. And uh, we're always excited for the media coverage we get. And hopefully you sign up for the newsletter so you can get it you know, first.
0: I know, December 15th, you'll get it straight to your inbox. If you go to beacontn.org slash pork 2021, go right now, get signed up and I'll send it to you the day it comes out, the moment it comes out. Um, we're we're really Central like, time. What?
1: Oh, sorry. It's 10 a.m. Central Time. It's coming out. Yes, 10 oh, a.m. Central
0: so. Time gives us a few minutes to get up, do our exercise for the day, and then and then get things get things popping. Those
1: out. are the two days that I just, I mean, like it, you, I can't plan anything. So that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the three of them, it's like I there's not going to be anything on my schedule because everyone, I mean, everyone cares about this, and there's so much media, and not only just media. We have people reaching out saying, "Hey, thank you for covering this. I'm so glad I didn't know this would get the attention in Jackson, Tennessee, or something." I know. F you, uh, this is a great project, especially people who are named on there. But otherwise, there, there's more positive than negative reaction.
0: I've been um, already fielding requests for speaking engagements through December and January for our staff to come and talk about the Pork Report. It's it's something that everybody really loves. And it's hilarious. Like, even if you get called out in it, the way that we write, I mean, you can't deny that it's freaking funny. So Well, it's um, enough for
1: Megan Barry to block us on Twitter. I remember that, but- That's
0: true. <laughs> (laughs) she did not think that all press was good press and so um, she blocked us on twitter oh good times good memes honestly i feel like and this might be a hot take but if someone's doing something like that wrong and they block us for calling them out no regrets no regrets i have no regrets about that um you know what else is evidently wrong with america these days in addition to pork spending is math Um, Now, I am a longtime supporter of math can go straight to you nowhere because I was not born with that gene. I had to have a tutor in college. I had to go home to Aniston during college and have my high school math tutor because, yes, I had a math tutor in high school tutor me in college math 112. So math, if we're trying to ban math, I'm. I'm good with it. Now the grounds (laughs) with which we're trying to ban math are a little bit suspicious um, and probably go against exactly the message that the the banners are trying to put out there, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, so so the whole new thing is that math is racist um, and the solution (laughs) to it apparently is it's to stop teaching high-end math so that there's not as much um, difference between people's education so that people don't have the ability to, you know, if somebody knows the algorithm and somebody can't do two plus two, they want it. they don't want that to happen. So they want to dumb down the curriculum in order for them not to be as much separation, which is, <laughs> I, I mean, in, in, insane. I, like, so, so basically we are, because there's a big difference and they said there's a racial disparity because of that we're going to make sure that we don't teach high-end math to people which i mean of course some people who understand high-end math or you know are doing well with it are minorities um and because of that it's raising even larry summers who was you know he was uh obama's in obama's administration pretty liberal it's like this is so insane like how are we doing this this is why china is passing because they are they all understand the highest level math and instead of trying to like compete with them we're going down the other way we'd rather insane. have people be the same and dumb rather than like be different and smarter and it's it's just wild and it's it's a prominent a couple of ways. First of all, it's racist to act like you know minorities can't understand that they can. It's not that's not a racist thing. Yeah. And if we have an issue with it, why don't we focus on the education? Maybe minorities, because a lot of I mean, you know, they tend to be in worse schools. Why are they in worse school districts? Why don't we give them a choice to go to a better school? Why don't we get school choice? Why don't we focus on that and, and trying to you know elevate these people who might not have the same education because of their neighbor, or their zip code? Why don't we do that instead of saying you know what? Let's teach. Let's make sure that the kids who you know might have some advantages that instead of having them learn less. Why don't we have the people learn more? And it's just—it's insane.
0: And,
1: and if you if you're gonna call math racist, like j- just give up. Some of these things that you keep talking about are racist. They have some level of, of truth, you know. There is some things. I mean, it, whether you want to talk about the criminal justice, system, there's there's some level of truth or education. But when you say something like this, this is gonna make people ignore all your arguments because you're so insane and ridiculous that nobody can take you seriously.
0: Amen. I mean, I think that was just, we need to write that down. We need to put it in main talking points for those of us who believe in school choice, because you're completely right. I mean, I, I mean, if, if we think that math hates some people, then it must hate five foot tall brunette white girls because I also (laughs) can't do math. So like, it's unfair to say that one demographic of our population is bad at math. That is like, that's like the meanest thing I've ever heard. Like that's actually not,
1: they can't learn it, which is even more insane. They can, they, they might need better teachers or they might need a better school. And like, that's fine, but let's work on giving them that choice instead of saying let's Dumb down the math of the kids who get it so that there's less of a disparity in their difference. Now, nobody knows math instead of, you know, 80 percent of people knowing math, it's it's infuriating. And this is why things like Virginia happen, because and this is why Bill Maher is so spot on. He's like, even people who are liberal are saying this is wild and insane. And I don't want to vote for somebody who believes in this. That's crazy. And and Bill Maher comes up a liberal. And like, this is the kind of stuff that turns people who are moderate left or even left off. And that's why they vote for the other party
0: and i think that this kind of you can you can take it out even further than this and say this is one of the main differences between the left and the right, or two different ways of thinking, a conservative way of thinking, a liberal way of thinking, because one believes in equality of opportunity and the other believes in equality of result. We want to give everyone the same opportunity to learn math exactly the same way and still grade to learn, have people accountable for learning, whereas the other side wants a quality of result. If one student can't do well in math the way it's being taught, then we should wipe it out For everybody. And so I think it just goes to show that there are two very different ways of thinking and it all depends on if you want equality at the front end or at the back end and only one way I think actually yields incredible and positive results.
1: But let's be fair. There's a lot of Republican legislators who don't want school choice. So not everyone actually does that. So it's not necessarily a right. And there's a lot of Democratic legislators who do want it. So this is not just a partisan thing. It's There's people in both parties who are so inconsistent it's in this. So it's, it, as much as we want to say it's a left-right thing, a lot of people on the right don't believe in that in some instances. I and know, some people on the left do believe in that. So that. it's just a weird thing. But this is something that, I, and here's the problem, ninety percent of people probably are against this, but the loudest, most obnoxious people are the ones saying it. It's the same people who want to use the term Latinx. Nobody actually wants that. It's not even a real word. No Latino people want that. But, you know, the 1%, on, the 1% of those blue checkmark liberal journalists on Twitter love it. And, of course, they're all white. They're not Latino, but it's, it's just insane. It's, just, it's the same same thing, and this is why the Democratic Party is losing people by the day. Is stuff like this.
0: I literally had this same conversation with a friend the other day. He sent me an article from the Atlantic about how Latinx or however you pronounce it is not actually accepted in the Latino Latina community. You no. know what it means. <laughs> I don't know what it means either. I'm Latino
1: or Latina. I mean, it's like, of course, or I mean, or you want to say Mexican or or? Puerto Rican, it's yeah. Latinx is not a word. One percent of the people do it, and it's like it's just the liberal, you know, rich white people who want to make this a thing.
0: I agree. I agree. It's honestly, and it's offensive to people who are actually. That's the funniest thing about it is I'm like these white social justice warriors are actually offending the people that they claim to want to help. And it's kind of sad. And I hope that those people start speaking up and speaking out about it and say, Hey, you know what? You've helped us to the point of hurting us. Please keep your mouth shut. Like it's, it's time.
1: (laughs) And it's also, and it's also like, as much as, you know, these people are the, they want, you know, an equal society, all these things, a lot of these people are so racist in expectations. You know, it's that, oh, you know, minorities can't learn math. It's like, what? Or minorities can't have, have they can't get IDs. It's like these things where you're just, you have such low expectations of minorities somehow. And you're like, I don't, it's like, that's insane. You are the racist right. ones. Yeah, of course, there's going to be yeah. racist people on both sides, but you, you think so like low of their intelligence, you don't think they can do these basic things. They can. You're the one who, like this racism of like, that they can't, just racism expectations is, is awful too.
0: It's so rude. It, it really is. When you take a step back and look at it and say, so this is what you just said. And they say, well, it's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it is what you said. So I'm confused about what you mean. It's just what you're saying. It's so rude and just, it, it degrades people. It's demeaning toward people. And I, it makes me really bad. Yeah.
1: yeah, guess what? I think African Americans get IDs. Like, I don't know why you don't think they can, but apparently you don't think that. I think they can learn math. I think they. I think these people need an yeah system that they have an opportunity to do it. But you don't want school choice. It's it's just to the point where, um, left left is right, up is down. Like everything's insane. And and the far left, I, I think that Trump and the right got a lot of heat for four years, and now you're seeing the absolute craziness of the far left. Not just the left, the far left. That's really and they're the loudest. And they're even a lot of Democrats. Like I don't believe in this. I don't want to be associated with AOC. And, you know, Iana Presley and all these people.
0: Yes, I totally agree with you. I think it's insane. I think that, um, but I do think that if we are going to ban math, we should go back and make all, um, retroactively make all math grades uh, void for all of us.
1: Did your GPA get you to 4.0 for you? That would, of math. Really, <laughs> that
0: would really pull my GPA up.
1: Yeah. Weirder <laughs> it went for three, two to 4. All you got to do is get rid of math or whatever.
0: <laughs> you joke, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is my biggest weakness as math you know this as well as anybody does um it's my biggest weakness okay apparently it's also the college football playoff committee's biggest weakness because oh. they really okay here's the thing here's here's what i'll say and then i'll let you get on your soapbox i love being the beneficiary of <laughs> sec bias i love it so much because it means that alabama always has a chance even when we lose to texas a&m but I do acknowledge that SEC bias is real. Georgia had what, like the 50th most difficult schedule and they were number one. They're on the
1: top, they don't have the top 20 win.
0: Yeah. So I just I just really think that there is definite SEC bias. I acknowledge that we're the beneficiaries of it at Alabama, just because I like it. Doesn't mean it's right. This is a really hard thing for me to say, Mark. I need. Um, yeah, you I, mean, I, honestly, I, appreciate,
1: I appreciate this. Honestly,
0: I'm, I'm owning it. I enjoy it. I benefit from it. The whole Alabama, the whole university of Alabama benefits from it because we get more money when we're doing well in sports and in football. However, I know that it's real. I don't think it's right, but I sure do love it do your thing. <laughs>
1: um, okay. And I want to, yeah, I mean, there is a ton of SEC bias. Um, it maybe didn't affect the playoff picture in terms of the actual who's in it. I'm okay with Georgia being in it. I think there should have been a real debate between them and Notre Dame. Um, I think both teams had one loss, you know, Notre Dame lost to a top five undefeated team. Um, Georgia lost to, you know, a top four team. So, and, and Notre Dame had about the same wins, but it wasn't a bad that it's first of all georgia got i mean you watch a game got annihilated by alabama i mean it wasn't close and they're supposed to care more about what you do at the end of the season the fact that you just had this team that lost by they lost by 17 and it should have been worse it was actually worse as a game than it was the final score okay. how does this team how's this team ranked above an undefeated team that beat the the first team out of the playoffs in their game how are they ahead of cincinnati i, I don't i can't understand that and that changes matchups alabama fine good win. They should not be ahead of Michigan. Michigan had better wins. They won the Big Ten, um, and they didn't lose a terrible game. They also a top ten team. They didn't lose the a And M, who now has four losses that should be five. So, do
0: you think that it should be Michigan? And the matchups would say the same: Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia slash Notre Dame.
1: Michigan, Cincinnati, Alabama, and then Georgia Notre Dame. Cincinnati didn't lose a game. They didn't lose to Texas a And M, but they beat a top five team. It's true. I mean, Alabama had a great win against Georgia, but that's almost, I mean, that's basically the same as a win against Notre Dame.
0: And it wouldn't without change matchups. Loss. I mean, that's okay because it wouldn't change matchups. And I still no, think it's yeah, not but, but, but,
1: but I mean, but I do think that Alabama could be, I have a less of an issue with Alabama being one than I do with Georgia being, being three. Georgia should be four. And honestly, that's the one. Cincinnati should absolutely be ahead of Georgia. And mm-hmm. that would change things. I think a the only
0: reason they're not, I, I truly think the only reason they're not is because the playoff committee wants a rematch for the Natty because they know it'll be hyped.
1: Well, they just, yeah, they don't want them to play in the first round, but that's not their job. That's the whole point. They're actually specifically not supposed to do it that way. And that's a problem. That's another issue. And I was talking about, too, like the biggest issue with it is not even just that, it's that, you know, somehow when they did the college football rankings, Mississippi State was number 15 with three losses. Um, and a loss to Memphis, Texas San Antonio was eight and zero and had a and beat Memphis and wasn't ranked. It's like these Texas A&M and these, these lower teams keep getting passes. Why is, why was Auburn number 12? They should never have been number 12. Why were they there? They lost to Penn state and Penn state was unranked. It's just, it's the lower things. And and my friend uh, Soto, you know, he kept talking about this one. It's like, it's a way for them to justify Alabama and Georgia being so high. It's, you know what, Texas A&M? Oh yeah, they have three losses. And they're terrible. We're going to make them number 11. And that makes the Alabama loss look better. You know, and then of course they got and they now they're they keep losing games. Um, So it's just a huge issue. uh, I think Cincinnati, and the worst part is if it wasn't for a stop at the half yard line in the Baylor Oklahoma State game, Cincinnati wouldn't even be in the playoffs, even though they're undefeated. If it wasn't for one lucky stop at the half yard line, they would be out of it. So I'm glad they needed a chance. We'll talk about our predictions. We'll wait for like two weeks to talk about that. I, I want to make sure I still on it, but but I think Georgia is not definitely one of the top four teams mm-hmm. and I think their name's better than them. I, I don't think that they should be in over them, but I think they're better than them. I, is I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I'm a go blue girl until the day that we play, which could be in the national championship. Um, and so I hope that Michigan absolutely embarrasses Georgia. I think I just here's the thing. I have a lot of friends who are Georgia fans and I love them so much, but they ran their mouths like freaking Auburn fans have my entire life. And I just want to see them. I think Saturday was the best day of my life for a few reasons. My sister married Ryan. I love Ryan, I got a brother. Alabama absolutely embarrassed Georgia after all the media coverage and all just the meh, meh, meh. And Nick Saban got up there in his press conference and he said, he calls media talk rat poison. And he said, you've been feeding us rat poison all year. And the rat poison this week was yummy. I loved seeing us absolutely embarrass them after everybody talked about how great Georgia was. And all my friends were just, man, 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 you're going to lose this game and it's going to ruin your sister's wedding. Okay, listen, it was a beautiful thing to see them not only get beat, but get stomped. Lee Corso was the only one that knew and he picked Alabama at college game day because Lee Corso is never wrong.
1: <laughs> and and I, I was wrong too. I think I bought in too much of this media. Th- and I, I, I said on Facebook a few days before, we don't know how good Georgia is. I made that, that whole point saying before the game, they haven't beaten anybody yet, so we have no idea. But I mean, maybe I slept in Alabama because Alabama has looked like garbage in like three or four games. And listen, and I, I bought I didn't into, buy into what they, they offer.
0: I was nervous. I, I said it on the podcast, I said it on the record. I was so nervous. I totally bought into it, but our guys were pissed and they were ready to win. And that's what I like. And that's why you play the game. You know, I, I've always gotten nervous about football. I was raised watching sports and I used to get so anxious. And my mom said, You always have a chance. That's why you play the game. And so um, that's what I'm most Excited for is I was on the phone last night with my best friends. They are Michigan grads. And uh they were talking to me about what if we played. And I was like, Oh, I said something he said, y'all will beat us for sure. And I said, I don't, I can't think that way. I cannot think that way because that is why you play the game.
1: They probably thought that against Ohio State, too. I mean, they were they were I know. You know, almost double-digit underdogs in that game. And they just beat the crap out of them. Also, beat I want to say one thing about I want to say one thing about Georgia fans. It's crazy they talk so much trash. You because they haven't won national championship in forty one years. I feel like at that point at least wait till you win one before you talk trash, right? They're
0: like Auburn. They have to have something to live for. At least
1: Auburn's it's, won in the past 20 years. It's true. They've won since 1980. I know.
0: Marshall I know. Walker
1: was on the last team that won, and now he's like 60 years old. Like, that's insane.
0: They have to have something to live for. They just talk and talk and talk because at the end of the day, they won't be able to talk anymore. And that's just and that's just who they are as a fan base. Gosh, I, I'm probably going to get so much hate for saying everything that I'm saying. Well, I
1: mean, it, it's right. I'm done with them. At least Alabama, I mean, their fans are annoying for sure, but – they have at least one. I mean, they've won, they've won national championships. They have something to back it up. Also, so I'm going to try know. to get I'm interested because, like, you know, I, I like cheering against the SEC. So, I think I'm going to go see Tennessee and Purdue at the Music City Bowl and just cheer hard for Purdue. It's That'll a national show. And it's going to be 90% Tennessee fans. So I like to just kind of see see how good this conference is again.
0: What is Purdue – are they Boiler Up? Is that their yeah, thing? Yep, Boiler yeah, Up. there? Yeah, Boiler Up. Yep. Um, I think that my mom, my sister, my now brother, and I might go to the playoff game in Texas to see uh, Alabama and Cincinnati. So that would be that would be super fun too. Um, are you excited about any other bowls that are that are coming okay. out? I yeah, I mean, I'm bowl. excited
1: about a lot. Of, I, I think it's always those ones where you, where you see these like really good teams where you're like, okay, th- this team's supposed to be great. And they, they play one of those, you know, not as heralded teams. Like uh, even the Georgia, I don't know if you remember last year, but the Georgia-Cincinnati game was one I was really excited for.
0: Yes, um, I do remember that.
1: So there's, I mean, there's a couple, I mean, and I think anything with the, I think the Wake Forest, Texas A&M game interests me a lot. Cause I think people cool. are really down on, on Wake Forest and, you know, Texas A&M because they beat Alabama people like, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go as they think. Um, and I think the, I'm very excited for the Ole Miss Baylor game and then Utah, Utah versus Ohio State because I think Utah is maybe the most underrated team in the country right now, and nobody's really talking about them.
0: Okay, Ole Miss, Baylor, who you got? Who are you going to cheer for?
1: Oh, ba- oh, Baylor, Baylor big. Baylor. I, I think Baylor is a good team, and Ole Miss is like – I think they benefited from there being two good teams in the SEC. I think they're fine. They have a good offense, but Baylor's defense is exceptional. I think they have a really hard time moving the ball unlike the uh, – against the SEC defenses. And they even played Georgia this year, so they haven't played anybody good on defense.
0: I uh... – yeah, as far as Ole Miss goes, I used to really like Ole Miss. I thought that their tradition was similar to Alabama's. They're kind of like an old fashioned, like old Southern school. And then they got lame. And so now I hate them because I hate and they And
1: they just lost their offensive coordinator. He went to, uh, to Oklahoma to be their offensive coordinator. So they just lost him.
0: Sorry, suckers.
1: Yep. And also another fun upset that nobody's really talking about is I like UCF to beat Florida. I like a, a, a sec team to go down to central Florida. And, and I
0: love that, which
1: is a cool, you know, it's a, it's an in-state game. They're kind of, and Florida won't ever schedule you because They don't want like, it doesn't help them. So it's fun that they have to really? play each other. in this game. Oh
0: yeah. That's going to be good. I hate Florida too, man. I think I just hate everybody. I need to work on my negativity. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, this, this, this podcast isn't helping. I just, I, I bring it out you.
0: <laughs> this is like not therapeutic. <laughs> this is actually riling <laughs> me up. Um, before we go, let's talk about something else lighthearted. So I just recently started watching Teen Wolf and I know I'm 10 years late, but after but Dylan like O'Brien.
1: Wasn't that originally from like the 70s?
0: Okay. Well, the new one with Tyler <laughs> okay. Posey and Dylan <laughs> O'Brien, the MTV show. Um, okay. I just recently started watching it. And let me tell you, I love crappy teen television shows. There is there is nothing redeeming about it, but at the same time, it's absolutely perfect. Like Riverdale and The O.C. and One Tree Hill, like all the cheesy stuff that I should have been watching 15 years ago. I <laughs> still enjoy it to this day. I actually watched The O.C. for the first time ever this year. Oh, so good. So, um, but one of the things that I've realized about cheesy teen television shows is that there's always a bad guy who makes your skin crawl and your stomach just turn in knots. But in real life, they're really sweet. And I get so invested. And then I go and look them up on Instagram and they're just really, really sweet. And I I don't know, I admire that they would risk their public reputation to be the bad guy in these culty teen shows. And then all of a sudden you realize that they're sweet. And now I'm a fan of that guy, I don't even remember his name, Um, that, that is in Teen Wolf. What's his name? I'll look it up, keep talking, I'm gonna look it up.
1: Yeah, I don't know, yeah. I mean, and it, it is funny because the better they are as actors, the more you hate them because they really play that bad guy role like in this way you're like oh my gosh like th- these people are so good at the role that you hate them and you're like you have to realize that it's because they're such good at so good at acting and some guys get cast in those roles no matter what it doesn't matter what movie they're in they're always the bad guy
0: <laughs> I know I know like the guy that was the bad guy in One Tree Hill um Paul that Johansson yeah
1: He's-
0: he he played Dan. He's always a jerk in everything. but when i've I've been listening to the One Tree Hill podcast and he's just so sweet and he talks they all talk about how they learned about like parenting tips from him and he taught them how to drink wine and order nice wine and stuff like that. He's just like a dad figure to all these girls. and then you get on the show and he's a total jerk. It's sad. <laughs>
1: I know, and it's crazy because like and like Mickey Rourke or like Kim Coates, there's so many of these. Uh, Danny Trejo's a bad guy in everything he's in. You know, it's I like
0: he, you I know, know Danny that.
1: Trejo. Yeah, you know and he, He's in like every single movie. He's always kind of typecast as the Mexican bad guy, but he's in. I mean, that, that's really like his typecast. But like these are like awesome people, and because they're so good at these roles, you're like, wow, I can't believe, and, and you just want to hate them. But and it, Harry, I feel better for the Harry Potter, like the oh, dad of Danny Dudley. Trejo, yeah. yeah. But what about the like Dudley's dad or whatever? Like those people are so awful. And you're like, oh my gosh, this. they're probably great people in real life.
0: Even like the guy that played Voldemort, uh, Ralph Fine. Oh yeah. He's incredible, but everyone hated him because he plays Voldemort in Harry Potter. And if you're and so, like, sometimes
1: me, these like good guys, they're horrible and they're personalized but they get away with stuff because they're these good guys in and moving stuff. They might like, cheat on their wife. I mean, what about uh, Jew Law? He's the good guy and everything, and he like cheats on his wife with his nanny. Like, but that I and like know. people still view him as like this good guy because he's good and in all these roles.
0: I watch The Holiday every year and I'm like, he's crying, and like I'm crying, and I'm like, you're actually a turd. Like, you're actually his wife was crying too, he's cheating
1: with the maid. So that's yes, uh,
0: so also, I just watched,
1: uh, interesting. I just watched, um, have you ever seen? Oh, it was a Christmas movie. uh were the it's not were the coopers or something were the millers no no it's the coopers thing but you're that guy you likes it timothy timothy chalamet is like a young kid in it and a nerd because that's what he should play in everything what yeah I have it's, to look it's, this up? yeah it, this it, it's a christmas movie and it's pretty good
0: okay i'm gonna write this down because you know i saw a trend on instagram a few weeks ago about where your like whatever your phone background is that's where your heart is and mine is Timothy Chalamet, still always will it's be. It's called Love
1: the Coopers. And the thing is that he's not like this. I mean, you think he's a heartthrob, but like he plays the best role in this movie. The 14 years. He's like this nerdy p- person who nobody like is interested in. That's what he should be. Um, but yeah. apparently now that he's gotten older, that's not, he can, I guess, do whatever. But it's a great movie you should watch. A lot of famous people in it.
0: Okay, I'm going to watch it. You know, I, you know, I'm a sucker for a Christmas movie. I mean, it's we funny got our too. Like me out. and my whole
1: family watched it. Me, Kira, my family watched and got John Goodman and okay. um, all, like all these famous people.
0: Oh, before we go, how's your first holidays going as a married man?
1: It's good so far. I don't really count Thanksgiving as a real holiday. So we'll, we'll be able to tell really at Christmas, as you know. So, but no, it's, it's going well so far. We're finally home. So after a bunch of celebrations, we're glad to be back.
0: Yay, our little newlyweds. Love <laughs> to hear it. Love to hear it. Okay, well, um, stay tuned. Final reminder, Pork Report on the 15th. Go to our website, sign up to get it in your mailbox, in your email inbox on the 15th we're excited. And uh, the next time we see you, we will go over some of our favorite entries. How about that? All right. See you later.